Right now, we will chat with uh, an interesting guest. This is a; it fits well into the whole discussion around residential schools and another effort that's taking place. We've talked a lot about um, the unmarked graves and uh, returning um, th- those those to their families and and honoring them and recognizing them as they should have been done many many years ago. But there's another aspect to the culture of our Indigenous peoples and, and the way that it's been lost and efforts to recover that as well. So joining us to fill us in on the details about that is Sarah Pash, who is, I'm going to say, the Cultural Institute's former Executive Director and Chair of the Cree School Board. Sarah, I, the reason I'm just going to say the Cultural Institute is because I don't even want to try and pronounce it. Can you pronounce it? Good afternoon. Yes, the the Cultural Institute um, in northern Quebec is uh, called Ians Chaugunk, and it's our regional cultural institute that serves all nine Cree communities of USG in northern Quebec. Okay. Now you um, have been taking. I mean, this is a really interesting discussion because it it all it it all starts around a hood, right? I mean, it all basically started with one artifact. Just tell us the story. Mm-hmm. So uh, our cultural institute opened in 2011, and there were, um, when we were deciding on the priorities for, for, for the work of the institute, one of the priorities was on um, reclamation of, of culture and tradition and, um, and our spiritual past. And, so, and one of the, the, the major research programs um, was in women's beaded hoods, and these hoods were just um, were were really important parts of our our community life, our ceremonial life, our traditional life. They're they're beautiful um, beaded uh, hoods that um, that very special women would wear to to ceremonies for weddings, for welcoming, um, hunts home for at different times of um, of the year and. Um, they haven't uh, been seen, for the most part, in our, our communities since uh, the mid-1800s. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're really in danger of falling out of our cultural memory, and we're really um, the only people knowledge about the, uh, knowledgeable about them were the, the very elderly. And so we started a research project into uh, these beaded hoods, and what it involved was um, searching through museum catalogs, uh, visiting museums, and trying to locate where these hoods were. And we happened to uh, locate one that definitely we knew uh, we were able to tie to uh, one of our communities, the community of Miss Disney, and uh, we located it in the Musée de la Chine, um, which is um, one of the, the Montreal museums. And, you know, you talk about the, the cultural significance of this. Um, just that, that discovery sort of started a wider effort, right? You realized that there was probably more like this out there, and it was important to to bring them home, so to speak. So where has it led to now? Well, um, we had um, our Grand Chief, um, Abel Bozum, Dr. Abel Bozum, took up the, the cause on behalf of our nation and uh, on behalf of the community and the family um, who were the descendants of the original hood bearer. Um, her name was Jane Gunner, and she was married to um, to Joseph Gunner. Um, and so her descendants asked uh, that the hood be permanently repatriated to, to our territory. And uh, that um, involved um, diplomatic meetings with uh, the mayor of Montreal, and um, um, who was very supportive of the of the campaign, and um, and uh, uh, 
agreement made with the Musée de la Chine to bring the hood back to to our territory and to uh, turn over ownership of it. Um, but it was a very long process. Yeah. You know, the research started in 2011, and it's just this uh, spring that we've actually completed the um, the agreement and um, and and decided for sure that the the hood is is coming home. You know, when we talk about this, and it's more than just, a, you know, a, an artifact, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about a representation of culture, and culture that was removed from this country through an effort um, involving the government. Are, are you guys doing this on your own, or is there is there a government effort involved recognizing that, you know, this is an important step that we need to take? Well, we're doing this largely on our own, and um, I think that one of the one of the opportunities we have right now, you know, with the just um, horrific news that just seems to be coming out daily um, is to recognize that there has been a concerted effort on behalf of the Canadian government um, to deny the transmission of culture and tradition. And um, in fact, to really, you know, the residential school um, project was meant to do just that. And so this whole project of of reclamation and um, repatriation is a huge part of it. It's so important to ensuring that there are um, authentic actions that are taken to to heal from all of that. And so, you know, as small museums, um, as small cultural institutes and communities, we take this kind of expense upon ourselves, we take the effort upon ourselves, and there really is very um, little support uh, that we can, that, that can be had. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you're aware that um, there have been many false starts um, with federal programming and legislation, including an act on repatriation that yep. did not um, get through our government and, be, and become law. And so... What I'm really hoping for is that all of the access to heritage um, um, that was um, mentioned and alluded to in the United Nations Declaration um, and uh, with the legislation that has um, just come into being, um, that there are some really authentic programs developed that are going to support Indigenous uh, heritage organizations, um, museums in Indigenous territories, and also Indigenous cultural institutes in the work that needs to be done. And I think that one of the things that we have to be very mindful of is that there were so many um, mentions of the need to support culture and language transmission in the TRC in so many different ways in the TRC calls to action. But there was very little in the way of the implementation of actual programming and yes. funding um, funding pathways that would support those. And so I'm hoping the same um, is not going to be true about this new legislation that has just um, passed and that there are going to be actual authentic actions and actual resources put behind this that are going to be accessible to Indigenous communities because this type of work is so key to turning around everything that was done to Indigenous communities and all of the intergenerational effects of the residential school um, and to moving ahead uh, with healing and empowerment.
Yeah, and I think you, you say something that we've heard so much this week. Enough with the talk. Enough with the discussion. We actually want to see some action on some of these files. So I think you've got a lot of agreement there. Uh, just one more before I let you go. How far widespread do we think these artifacts may be? I know you've been uh, involved in this for a while. I mean, are we talking an international effort here, or are we looking primarily at just the country of Canada? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, just in our from our territory, we know that... Um, we know that our 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 cultural heritage is spread throughout the world. Um, in the United States, we know all across Canada. We have found items in um, in Britain, um, even in uh, uh, we found it, we brought a um, we brought items back from um, Zurich just to visit. But it's all over the place. This is. Um, the, the amount of effort and resources that are going to be needed to do a really comprehensive review of what is out there in terms of yeah. our, our cultural heritage is going to be huge. Very interesting discussion, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate your time. No problem. It was really my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. That is Sarah Pash, who is Executive Director and Chair of the Cree School Board. And uh, as you heard, she was involved with that uh, with the Cultural Institute, and, and their work now is focused on returning some of these cultural items from Canada's Indigenous people to our country, and as you heard, widespread all around the world.